to a special episode of Cast of Thrones. This week we're doing Wyman Westeros again, finally, after like two year break. Oh my god, it's Wyman Westeros 6. Um, I'm, I guess, your host for the evening, Jennifer Cheek, and with me is Betsy. Hi, we're back! Woohoo! <laughs> and I've got Annie here with me too. Hey guys, or ladies, should I say. Yeah, whoever's listening, this is for everyone. Yeah, if you have accidentally stumbled upon this episode and you have not heard any of the previous ones, uh, basically what ha- we, we did, we started this back, was it in season one that we did this? Or maybe season two? I forget. I think it was season, mm, I don't know, season two. 11? Yeah. Maybe. So I guess that was season okay. one. Time flies. So we've been doing it for a while, but basically me and my friends here uh, get together to talk about the lady-centric things in Game of Thrones and drink wine when we do it. Because so we love wine. Yep. Now we like to talk about women in Westeros, um, except for the seasons when it was really sad to do it. So we took a break because it was like, this is too depressing. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, there was nothing like new to say for a while. And uh, I was try- we were trying to practice the, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. Although, I mean, not that I had nothing exactly. nice to say, but I had nothing new to say. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was kind of the same deal for a couple of years. But now this season had a lot of cool things to talk about and exciting things to talk about. Yeah, I felt pretty blown away by this season. And I got to say, going off book has been working well for them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, working very, very well. I've enjoyed it so much. Like This season was so much more fun to watch. I think, too, and we've said this in the main show, but I, I think that um, some things just don't translate well to TV, and the fact that they were able to focus on just making a good TV show versus adapting mm-hmm. the books, I think, really allowed them to do some interesting stuff, and they made some changes to some... They made some changes that were good, and some changes that maybe were less good, and we'll talk about that more later, but um, I think overall, a really awesome season, and, like, <laughs> I mean, by the end, like, we talk about, like, there's no... There's, like, no kings left in Westeros. It's gonna be really interesting next season. All the, to see all the weak all- men are dead. <laughs> so dead and like what are all these queens gonna be doing next season yeah can, can i just make one complaint before we get into the gender stuff yeah let's do it what was up with all the speeches like i feel <laughs> i feel like i watched so many speeches of khaleesi especially but you know john snow yeah. too of ma- people slow clapping for them and these stupid empowering speeches where everyone's cheering at the end and I, there were just a few too many of them and I was I was a little weirded out by them I have to say that was my least favorite thing less talk more action stop talking do something cool like I'm already Thanks, on board with you you don't need to tell me how you're you don't have to convince me yeah yeah no, that's definitely, I, I didn't notice that as much, but I could definitely see that being an issue. And I guess since they're not employing the whole sex position thing as much anymore, maybe it's less interesting. Speech maybe, maybe they had a point. <laughs> maybe they had a point. Like, maybe they should have had some people, like, doing it in the background. It would have been more interesting. <laughs> maybe. I mean, maybe it was, like, gearing us up for an election season. Like, they knew when it would be coming Ooh, that's out. that's true. Um, but I will say that some of my favorite things were more speech-like, which we'll talk about later. But, like, Leanna Mormont. You can give me a, an, an exciting speech anytime you want, little girl. Oh, my God. She's amazing. Um, so I, I guess it's, I was going to ask like, what your general views this season were, but it seems like overall really positive all around, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I just jumped in, but I really enjoyed it. I um, There was like a lot of great new characters, like good stuff was happening that was really interesting with a lot of characters that... Um, I feel like we've been waiting around for a while to do cool stuff, like Sansa mm-hmm. and Daenerys, Arya stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm happy with where it went, but like was painful getting there. Um, yeah. And 
I wish there was like more to love with Tyrion, but I can be patient. <laughs> he was, uh, yeah, he was actually, I really didn't care for his character this season. I thought he was kind of annoying, to be honest. Super annoying. He was a little yeah, bit of a mansplainer. I think. He was. I was like, stop like being annoying to Miss Sandy. Let her live. Yes. Well, should we should we get into our? Should, yeah. Should we, let's should just we go with right that structure? In. Sorry, I kind of. I like it. No, B- Betsy is is a good girl, and she like actually wrote show notes for this. I like just quickly came in today and basically went in and, and made rude jokes amongst all of it. But she like created the structure for her. I mean, like, our talk let's be real. Show. Most of my show notes were rude jokes. They were just. <laughs> I, I just put my rude jokes in order. Um, did you put them so, in alphabetical order or is it just me? No, I put them in order of geography <laughs> north to south. Um, You're yeah. a true nerd. It's why you have my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, although I don't know that I'm totally correct. So someone may be like, It's uh, close enough. Uh, Shmoogly Boppin is just slightly south of Shmoogly Boppin. I don't know yeah. why I couldn't think of names of characters. This is going to go really well. <laughs> Where places in Westeros is, is that like stress? Like, oh, God, I have to think of two names. I can't. Oh, they're the names of donkey twins. I don't know. Betsy, I yeah, feel exactly. like that's my position. I'm always the one who's like, you know, what's her name? Arya Stark. <laughs> <laughs> the person. The person. Um, no, I- <laughs> Arya the person. <laughs> AKA no one. Hey, she's a girl who has no name, so that's I may true. as well forget That's true. It. Oh, wait, before we yeah. get into this, I'm sorry. I'm being very bossy, but that just means I'm empowered. Okay. No, it's good. I like it. So, fuck y'all. Um, <laughs> this is what happens when you let women be in charge and start bossing each other around. Yeah. Um, we should talk about what we're drinking. That's our tradition, right? Oh my god, I can't believe I forgot. I know. Oh, how embarrassing. We should be so embarrassed. <laughs> this makes me it's like sad. our brand. How can we not do this? <laughs> um, Bessie, what you drinking right now? I'm drinking a rose. Annie, what kind of rose is it? Oh god. Um, should I get the bottle out? No, nah, it's a good rose. That's oh, what we're drinking. Can I tell you the best part though is that I got two roses. One is a classy regular bottle. It has a screw top, but doesn't everything these days. It's still you yeah, they all mine has a screw but top. But the too. second wine we got is a ten ounce can of rose. <gasps> I bought a can I wonder if it's the same brand. I bought a can of rose it looks a few cute. weeks ago. Yeah, I bu- I bought it and I drank it with a koozie around it that said "Real women drink beer" and it made me laugh a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, that- I feel very into rosé right now. I feel like it's having a moment and I'm appreciating it. Personally. Yeah, that moment is 90 degree weather. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot as fuck outside. I, yeah, I'm also so today I was stressed at work and Tim knew I had to record this. He's like, "Do you want me to go buy you a white wine and get it chilling?" And I'm like, "Yes." God, I love thank your husband. You. <laughs> He's my favorite. <laughs> He's very good. He's a good boy. Tim. So Tim bought me also a, a beautiful screw top. It's called Gorgorito Verdejo 2014. That sounds like a white fat wine. green nice. thing. It's it's uh it's got a big chicken on the front of it. It's not cock wine though, like I normally like to drink. It's a yellow chicken. <laughs> we do love a good not a rooster, cock wine. definitely a chicken. Um, no, it's it's not. It's a nice uh crisp white wine. Uh, no, I have it sitting in my lap right now. I'm ready to uh to do this. Yeah, mom, let's do it. So, All right. So we're we're kind of going from the north to the south, approximately, and let's uh let's start with Mira Reed, who is mostly just. Being sad and cold this season and yeah. dragging Bran around, yeah. carrying the weight of a man on her shoulders. It sucks. It super sucks. <laughs> she has got to have, I mean, she's always been a strong girl, but she has got to have some beastly, beastly arms right now. And I would like to see them. Yeah, well, you know, because like during the when she was dragging Bran, I'm like, okay, like, but how long can she do this? Yeah, she's not Hodor. 
Like, they're no, the same size, more or less. Yeah, exactly. And, like, so she's probably, I mean, Brad's probably, I mean, he's kind of scrawny, so he weighs, like, at least, a, like, a, like, 95, 100 pounds, probably, right? He's a tall boy. I would say he weighs at least, like, 120. He's a he's a big kid, and she's not super big, but, like, this is, like, you know, pulling the sled at the gym, like, yeah. for, through the snow with Watt Walkers behind you. It's serious business. It's super serious business. Yeah, I... This is why you gotta train. I feel for her. I feel like she's kind of got the, um, she's got the unpleasant role of having to, I don't know, like follow things through, even though she has no idea what is going on. And yeah, she's, and her brother just died like not that long ago. Yeah. yeah. It's weird that they don't, I mean, I guess like she's kind of sad and mopey. She doesn't really like emote very much. Like she, there's not like, no. like she's there. She's saving Bran's life. She's, like, furthering his storyline by, like, being his proxy Hodor when Hodor dies. But, like, spoilers. Sorry. Do we need to say... That- no, 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 you don't need to say spoilers. It's Anything that happened this season, I think, is completely fair game. Fair enough. I just, you know. Yeah. I, I feel like I have to catch <laughs> no, it's myself a, it, when I just It's a fear. Um, yeah, you know, even today someone tweeted a picture of Tommen, like, when he was about to jump, and I was like, like, can you, are you allowed? People are gonna yell at you. Yeah. Like, I'm always afraid on Twitter, but I feel like if you're listening, yeah, I guess just in case, like, uh, yeah, we're definitely talking about the whole spoilers season. from season six, everything, so if you haven't watched it, if you're listening to this for some reason, maybe don't, if you care about spoilers. Or, like, watch it after you watch the show, like, still, st- or listen to it. Don't yes, you should still listen. Yeah. Just, like, you know, just, uh, put just a, set a reminder hold, on your phone. Hold the door. Like, and watch the show and then go back. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciated that. Um, I don't know if you guys saw my Instagram, but someone in my office building, which is a giant 22-floor building next to the Empire State Building, like super corporate, they cut out yeah. little pictures of Hodor's face that were exactly the size of the button <laughs> on the elevator for the hold the door button, Wait, like open was, door. That was something you saw in real life that wasn't just like a meme you found on the internet? Oh, no, that was a real thing in my office building on every button. Wait, Annie, tell, oh the, tell our fine listeners what your Twitter handle is or your um, Instagram handle. Oh, my Instagram handle is Annie.NYC. So you can find that amazing picture on Annie's Instagram. Yeah. Sorry for the yeah, plug. Yeah, for good content. Follow um, Annie on Instagram. Yeah, she takes really good pictures. I of also New York. just posted a fabulous photo of myself at uh, age, I think it was seven or eight, in super nineties clothing, like the blossom hat with a flower and like a little thing hanging off of it. So, uh, so yeah, nineties. You, you don't want to miss out on this. It's, yeah. it's got something for everyone. I just, I just liked it, and I, I thought this was an internet joke. And no, it's totally, it's real life. That's you're very blessed to have seen that out in the wild. Oh yeah, so blessed. Hashtag. Um, so yeah, we, I think the mirror. I don't know. I think Mira is an interesting character. Like, I, I mean, we don't. She doesn't really do a lot this season, other yeah. than like be sad and like help Bran. Like, I hope they do more with her. I yeah. guess in the future, I do. I, I don't know where all of Bran's storyline is going. Yeah, and, but I know that the children of the forest were all like, like he, you're gonna wait. He's gonna need you to Mira. They mm-hmm. said that. She's so, gonna be important for Shersies. I assume, yeah, she's gonna have some bigger role later on. But this season, like, I like Mira a lot as a character. I think she's really interesting. Yeah. Um, I just hope she's young, but like very capable, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I just hope that like the way that he's gonna need her is not to like fall in love with him and have carry on his like seed. Because that would yeah, be really annoying. I, no way. I don't think so. <laughs> I think that Bran totally like at least in the books. I I get the vibe that he has a little crush on her for sure. 
Um, but I don't, I don't know. I don't really feel like, like, Brayden doesn't really seem concerned with that in the show as I much. Just feel He's like- more like, I need to, to time hop inside of this tree real quick. Yeah. Yes. Very true. I feel like he's got more important priorities. I think I just fear this is going to become like a Blue Lagoon situation. They're like, oh, we're the only, oh, two, yeah. we're the only two like warm bodies around. <laughs> I guess yep. we should figure well, out what a- sex is. I don't yeah, know. and I and I and I don't like it when shows are like, well, these two characters are um, of opposite sex and they're heterosexual and they're close, so they got to date each other. Mm-hmm. Isn't he paralyzed uh, from the waist down, guys? Doesn't that solve that problem? I don't. Well, maybe. I don't think they've addressed it. Like, does his shit still work because he got paralyzed? Such a- like eight years old so it wasn't yeah in the books he's so young that it's not really a thing so i don't know in the show they have not they have not talked about brand's wiener in the show (laughs) your wiener still work (laughs) how's that weenie is it good (laughs) you know i think if anyone could have asked that question it would have been um cold hands slash uh uncle brendan (laughs) oh brand how's your dick He's like, Uncle Bitch, it's really weird. Please leave me alone. Maybe he had a That's solution a for it. Like, Cold Hands is a magical mm-hmm. person, right? He's, like, kind of dead, but kind of not. He's, yeah, he's got some stuff going on for sure. I don't know what his whole deal is, but, um, yeah, he's he's uh, alive when he shouldn't be. So maybe he's got some secret dick magic. <laughs> he can, he can hey, like, turn saw- his dick into a White Walker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, speaking of you said Melisandre's name just then so I, think, I, I don't really know what else to say about Mira like I like her but she didn't do a whole lot this season yeah, so I'm not really I'm ready sure to move what on else from I her. can say um, I feel like yeah. no I want to talk about her though oh, sorry. Okay, like, we cut she Andy was all vibrant and sexy and like on fire like literally sort of and then she become you know then we discover she, that she's like this weird old hag and you know, oh my god I thought you were talking about Mira for a second and I was like hold on I know I know <laughs> we, yeah but the way you phrased it made it seem like moving on from Mira was what you were objecting to not moving to <laughs> Melisandre and I was like oh, uh, uh, I don't know I, I didn't ever really see Mira as fiery but cool let's uh, uh, let's go here let's see what oh, you think. she's vibrant and to... sexy <laughs> no, no 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 sorry uh, yes let's talk about Melisandre <laughs> okay You may have to edit this part out because I'm being ridiculous, but I obviously have already drank five ounces of wine and am really (laughs) excited about Melisandre. And I thought that you said you wanted to move past Melisandre, too. And I was very upset. No, no, no. No, I totally want to talk. I want to move to her. I want to move to Melisandre. Prepositions are very important, team. Yeah. I mean, like, the whole, like reveal of the very first episode was oh my god melisandre is old she's old as hell look at her old titties saggy titties (laughs) that was like her her whole thing like i still don't know like i feel like every teenage boy who's jerked off to her naked body in this show just got like really upset (laughs) yeah you just got really old you've been jerking off to grandma that was like the ultimate boner killer and i loved it (laughs) and it was just i don't know it was so interesting like She's changed so much because she absolutely in the earlier seasons was like, I'm going to use my sexuality to get what I want. Yeah. And now she's just fucking tired. Like, I feel, I feel like that's me in life. I'm already to that level. I'm like, I'm fucking tired, too. I don't give a shit. I just want to be an old hag. Well, what I also wonder, this is a question that's coming to me in the moment. So hopefully I don't regre- like uh, regret it later. I already forgot the word regret. So this is going to be fun. <laughs> Um, so it's a good Wabin Westeros. We're doing great. We're doing great. <laughs> Regret's not a word I even remember anymore. <laughs> um, and my question was... Melisandre getting old, boner oh, killing. Yeah. So what's interesting is when, um, what's his bet? Beric Dondarrion comes back to life all those times. He mm-hmm. makes very clear, like, the coming back to life process takes something out of you, right? 
Yeah. I wonder if the like bringing someone back to life process also takes like some life out of you. Cause Jon Snow is does. not like he seems traumatized, but not that his like vitality is damaged at all. And I wonder yeah, if definitely, like, I agree. if that exchange, and I don't remember the timing, did the, the, the old hag thing come before or after she, I think it was before she brought Jon Snow back to life. So this theory is fucked and I should stop saying it, but. <laughs> Nevertheless, I no, I can't remember either actually because it was. I think he didn't come before. back. I think it, it was. was. So they waited to like what? So she was already old and tired. to bring him back, but she was feeling very unconfident. Remember, she like really didn't think she had any more magic left in her. Yeah, she but was even very despondent. Yeah, but even doing that didn't really like revitalize her at all. Like she was still pretty yeah, that's sad true. and withdrawn and kind of like yeah, oh, yeah, that was. A sh- that was the thing that a was shade of her former thought, self all season. Yeah, because I thought the whole thing was she was sad. <coughs> excuse me, um, because she had like misunderstood things, mm-hmm. but and that like she wasn't being favored by the Lord of Light anymore. But she was obviously being favored by him because the Lord of Light allowed her to bring John Stowe back to life. But she still was like sad. I, I guess maybe it's just like her illusion of that relationship and how things were was um, mm-hmm. shattered a bit, and she couldn't count on the Lord of Light as much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, or she know. knows like, shit's gonna go down, and she's like, that. she's like, oh man, like what's, like, let's see where this goes because it's going somewhere yeah. ugly. Yeah, and I think it just, I don't know, the, the whole like her her being old reveal, which is something that's not in the books at all. Like that was a complete shock to Loved me watching it. This. It's really interesting, and I think in, in the book we do get. Um, a viewpoint from her and like the little snippets that you get is like what has her life been like mm-hmm. like it just seems like i want to know so much more about what she has experienced and i think she's a really interesting char- character that's way beyond just like ass and titties i'm gonna try to bone this king to make mm-hmm. scary like shadow babies like she's so far beyond that character now mm-hmm. um and I'm really curious what she's going to do now that Jon Snow's like, I'm kicking you out. Goodbye. Like, who yeah. is she going to go and hang out with now? That was my next question. And I maybe Arya again, because didn't she say to Arya like way back, like, I'm going to see you again. And Arya's we'll meet, back a, in the we'll meet again, now. little girl. Yeah. There's yeah. darkness in you. So maybe she'll That's go. That's a, a strong team. Yeah. Maybe she'll go like join Arya's assassin team. Let's go yeah. assassinate more people. But I did love the whole thing of, like, here's this sexy lady, but actually she's old. Like, yeah. I thought that was a fun reveal to do. Yeah. Um, and can we also remind me, hopefully one of you guys remembers the scene better, when her and Brienne met and Brienne, like, wanted to mm-hmm. kill her. Do you guys remember that scene better than yeah. I do? Uh, Yeah, I did. I just remember her being like, yeah, fucking kill Stannis. <laughs> yeah. Brienne said that to her. Like, well, then, off. yeah, because she's pissed, man. She's like, you killed Renly Baratheon. My one yeah, king. Brienne is holding a, a mad grudge from many seasons back for that still. Well, it's good that she reminded us it happened because I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a reminder. Uh, yeah. Melisandre killed, killed Renly with her uh, magical shadow vagina babies. Yes, um, that was a that was a high point. The vagina shadow was like <laughs> legit. That was good. The vagina yeah. cast. Those are good times. Over us all. I wouldn't mind doing yeah. that to like an ex or two. <laughs> Get it, girl. Like I'm, I'm sending them after you. I would <laughs> do that to Donald Trump. Sorry, I get political <laughs> so quickly, but if you like Donald yeah, Trump, uh, turn off the podcast because I do not give you. Permission yeah, I don't even know what you're doing, man. In your ears, <laughs> you're not gonna like this. <laughs> Well, Betsy, this gets me into what I was telling you earlier, Mm. which is my theory about how, like, 
I my my hope in this presidential election is that Hillary Clinton sort of plays the Game of Thrones card, which is that the women play the long game while the men just fuck shit up. And then mm-hmm. they're like, no, 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 you're an idiot. I hope you accidentally die in some horrible way. And I'm just going to like <laughs> be here to rule the show when you idiots like, you know, are done yeah, as long as yeah. she's instead of our assault on wildfire, I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah, not, <laughs> yeah, not like no not dragons, no wildfire. I'm more, I'm more going for like the Khaleesi level. Like yeah, I'm gonna. She's got dragons. She'll fucking she, kill you. Yeah, but she's sort of like you know <laughs> ruling the free world. Okay. Okay. I'm down. <laughs> All right. I All got right. it. Um, speaking of more cool rulers, do we want to talk about my, our new favorite character from this season, Leanna Mormont? Leanna Mormont! She's such a weird charge. <laughs> I love her so much. I want to be it, her. It's really funny because as I was watching this, like on one hand, I was like, it's very unrealistic that a child would talk like this. But on the other hand, I don't give a shit. She's really cool and I like it. <laughs> I'm sorry. If your problem is it's not realistic... Go find the back Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's dragons. Exactly. No, totally. And, like, honestly, it's actually probably not crazy unrealistic because if it's a person that has been trained from a, t- a tiny child to rule, then yeah. it's not that crazy that they would be good at doing that. Like, I mean, there were definitely, like, you know, young kings and queens in history. That That is a thing that has existed. So I have a thing to say, and I didn't mm-hmm. occur to me until right now, but I think it's an important thing to say. Um What's interesting in comparison is so Liana Mormont is around the same age Bran was when he, for that hot minute, mm-hmm. was like Lord of Winterfell. And yep, I would say true. he was just as aggressive and assertive and bossy as Liana Mormont was. And we all weren't like, yep. yes, queen, go Bran. <laughs> we were like, oh, poor Bran. He's had so much responsibility on his shoulders. But he's doing such a good job. Like, it's not yeah. surprising because it was a little boy and not a little yep. girl. And that's No, that's absolutely true. Yep. Mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah. No, that's definitely that's a fair. That's a definitely a fair. And I think I actually was thinking about that for myself, like in my reaction. Yeah, totally. It's, it's just really funny how these things are so ingrained in your brain that like you your like initial reaction is what has been ingrained in you over time, and then you have to be like, hold on a second, does this make sense? Yeah. Um. But regardless, she's fucking awesome. I mean, she's so her, her little awesome. island. Like she's got her dudes. They're all super loyal to her. They're just like, yep. We do what she says. I mean, like, it's interesting because you're talking about Westeros being a place where, like, now where all the dudes have left and now all that's kind of left is women to rule. And that's that's the whole deal with Bear Island. Like, yeah. all the guys have left it for, like, years. So, like, women have been ruling Bear Island for a long time. And there's even more women characters in the books, like, uh, that we get to see more of. And they're really, really interesting. <clears throat> hey, will you say more about them? Because I don't remember. Yeah, no, there's uh, there's Daisy Mormont that is uh, – Daisy and Mage, I believe, are both with Rob at the Red Wedding. Daisy gets mm. murdered. Mage is some – I think she's not dead. I think she's somewhere else right now. She hasn't, like, popped up in a while. Uh. But there's, like, a bunch of them because, like, think about it. Like, Jorah Mormont gone. J- Jor, the old bear, he's at the wall. Like, yeah. all the dudes are, like, have been gone for a long time. Yeah. Um. So it's been ruled by women for quite a bit. Yeah, weak men haven't ruled there in a long time. No, they have not. Not on Bear Island. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's fucking great. Why do we think... I just found it so interesting. So, like, in that first scene where John and Sansa and Davos go to her to ask for men, like, 
Why do we think she dismisses John and Sansa's like appeals so quickly? And like, what is it about Davos that got through to her? So I found that was really interesting. I, I think that was, in my opinion, I think it's because John and Sansa kind of talked to her like she was a baby. Yeah. A little bit. Like, they were being all like, oh, like, I remember when you were little, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And Davos is like, no, I'm going to talk to you like the outsider here. I don't I don't know you. Yeah. But he, like, respected her, I yeah. think. Yeah. That's I think. I don't know. Point. Talked to her like an equal. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's, I, I mean, I just, I don't know, I love Davos so much as a character. He's so good at that. Like, he's not a very, I mean, he just learned to read, like, not that long well, ago. He's thing, not like, like, I think he sees a value in, like, little, little, like, he can see a little girl as a whole person. Cause exactly. Because Shireen, like, that powered him, like, she was teaching him how to read. Like, mm-hmm. it's really different. Yeah, I think that's a really fair point that, um... He's a lot more like humanistic about yeah about he, just like he cares about the lives of these people mm-hmm. and especially mm-hmm. for the young girl you know young women. And I think I it's not just like the and I think it's not just that I think it's that Davos because he comes from such a poor like lowly background. I mm-hmm. think that he is more empathetic to other people like and he understands what it's like to be looked down upon um and so he yeah he doesn't like come into conversations with people with really preconceived notions mm-hmm. of like rank yeah in, in my opinion what i've seen so i think that's why he like i don't know I, I think he was able to connect with her on that level because of that like he respected her as a person yeah totally Totally, totally. Um, Can't wait to see but also, her grow up. But I don't know. Maybe I know. she'll just become like another sort of sideline. I don't know. I, I I don't know if she'll be an important character in the future, but I, I really like yeah. her representation of just this um I feel like she was another piece of this puzzle of like women coming to power and like women mm-hmm. needing to be heard and the fact that like you can't take for granted women's power opinions of this and she was like a small little representative of of that role. And, and I think it's interesting, too, because Liana Morma in the books is, like, I think she's mentioned, but she's not really a character at all. And I, mm-hmm. and I really enjoy how the show this season, like, they, like, created some characters that are, are like, essentially, like, really did create characters that ha- didn't exist to be more, I don't know, diverse and interesting. Yeah. Like, I, I, like, it shows that you don't have to like slavishly adapt everything like you can do some stuff to change things and still um keep the spirit of the series and make it really interesting because they did the same well we'll talk about it later but with um yara uh like she is not gay in the books as as far as i'm aware um we're in her head and she doesn't talk about it ever but i don't think it i think it really added something to make her not be gay I mean, to make her be gay on the show, like, I think that was cool. Because there's, like, no other gay women in the show, so it was kind of nice to have yeah. that yeah. Um, diversity represent. So, like, the fact that they were, like, we want to add a character. And also, she's a young woman, which I really appreciated. It was nice. Yeah. And I also just kind of – and we'll talk about this later. I'm sorry. We're jump- Let's talk about this later. We're jumping ahead. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. Cool. Next up, Sansa. Sansa. Sansa? This is, like, the longest – chunk sansa. like so this, this was the season of sansa yeah she and i mean they've been well, they were saying up. yeah and they were saying last season like sansa's gonna like she's gonna get hers and like last season i was like i don't know man like does not seem like that that is happening and all but we're i still feel like she has a lot of growing to do but mm-hmm. we can see now um that she is growing a lot as a person and as a, as a strategic person yeah like 
Yeah, I'm so glad she went from being like, she was sort of the foolish girl who was too stuck in fantasy Mm -hmm. to being the victim. And Mm -hmm. I was getting really sick of her being this sort of like petty victim. Like, Mm -hmm. it just was very annoying to me. Like, her character was sort of frustrating and... I was annoyed with her and then I was sort of annoyed at myself for being so annoyed with her because I was like, no, she represents like she's trying to meet this ideal and then she's being crushed by, you know, her role as meeting it. And this season is yeah. like, such a great turn for, I think, uh, being like a relatively realistic interpretation of like what happens to someone after they've gone mm-hmm. through all the shit she has. Yeah. But you know, too, like something that's, that's interesting to me, like, I think that we have to remember that Sansa Stark, as she was in the past few seasons, is not a real person who is dealing with, you know, being victimized. This is a, a creation of someone, who, what they think a victim looks like mm. um, and how she acts. And I think that's a big distinction because I think, I think somewhere, but at some point, like, I think I may have said something about, like, I don't know, being frustrated with Sansa and her victimhood or, like, and I was saying that it, like, made her less. And I wasn't saying that as in people who are victims or less. I was saying the way that it was written, like, they did this, they did this to this character. This was not a, like, it, it, the ways that Sansa acted was because she was written to act that way. Like, so this is someone's perception of what a victim is mm-hmm. like. I don't know. I just am interested to see, like, what people, how people thought that portrayal was. Yeah, um, and, and I don't know who all was writing things and what their backgrounds are and what yeah, they're. I feel like a lot that. of George R. Martin's story about her is like a little bit of this, like she had it coming almost thing. Like, oh, she's so clueless that she almost deserves this. Like, she doesn't really get what the world is about, which is you know the Game of Thrones, and mm-hmm. it's it's like a little, yeah, it's almost like yeah, this guy is writing the story about these women and she's like sort of the most feminine one of most of them in terms of like fitting this feminine ideal. Yep. And then she is the most powerless. And like, that is a story that we tell about like feminine, beautiful, you know, whatever women being powerless. And then these terrible things happen to them because they were sort of clueless. And Mm -hmm. yeah, that's totally right. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, but it's probably a little realistic. I think a lot of women end up in these kinds of positions where they're sort of, you know, thinking that they're going to get the Disney princess story and then they get disappointed and then they don't quite know what to deal with, how to deal with it. And they have to figure out their own way. And now we're kind of mm-hmm. seeing her figure out her own way into the next stage. Yeah. So- she still has to use men's power. That's like still the reality yeah i mean that's the framework she's in so she kind of she has to like there's nothing in the world as it is with sansa stark in it of game of thrones like she has to do that there's no like way to be like i don't need men at all i'm gonna do this now like no you can't do that within the framework of this world she has to yeah. i don't know still work within that bounds so what i what i really appreciated about her storyline this season was that it, you know as you guys are both saying like she's been this kind of like post her child of victimhood in this very specific way that we understand victimhood to be, or, or the author, mm-hmm. whoever, you know, all the authors conceive of what mm-hmm. is supposed to happen to her. And like, she was clueless. She had this like really like clear picture of what her future was to be like. And it all, and like, we've got, we got to see like that all come crashing down around her. But what I think is fascinating is that like with Sansa, we really get to see 
her struggle to transform. And I think mm-hmm. it's really interesting. And I think that what's, what's good about that is that like when people change, they don't change all at once. They don't like there's circum and like, and for her, this season was a lot of like, she's a lot of time to suffer and grow. And her mm-hmm. circumstances have changed mostly because of like men intervening and her rising to mm-hmm. the occasion when they do. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if John hadn't, if like, if, uh, a, if um oh my god what is his little real- finger no oh my god ramsey no why can't i remember the guy's <laughs> name who got flayed and his dick got cut off oh theon. <laughs> theon oh my god that was such a brain fart that was i love theon i know his name that was that was the wine i'm sorry <laughs> he knows his name too he knows his name <laughs> i know he knows his name his name is theon it's not reek um <laughs> Anyway, like if he hadn't intervened and gotten her out of there, nothing would have changed. If she hadn't gone to John's protection and like went and fought back, nothing would have changed. Like if Littlefinger hadn't shown up, like she wouldn't she wouldn't have been successful on her own without these men intervening. Mm-hmm. And she learns how to like negotiate that, but she also is still struggling yep. and failing. Like she's I think still messing up really, as she goes through. And so like That's she's, a really, really great point. Yep, I I'm really glad you said that because I think there's this. It would be very satisfying for us if now Sansa has learned her lesson and she's smart forever and never makes no. any dumb decisions again. Like, yeah, uh, no, she's a teenager and she's still, uh, uh, yeah, you're exactly right. Like, you, you, she's she's growing in like fits and spurts. Like, she's yeah. doing it and she's like backsliding a little bit. But that's like any that's, that's any how person. humans work. And, exactly. I, and I think her story more than most is a very like human story with they're all human and multi-dimensional but like hers is one of the most like flawed torn like you don't really know what's going on with her like she like, I don't, I, it was so interesting and i think we'll talk about this with marjorie as well like there was this huge question that i had in her storyline when she like worked with little finger and then lied to john about it i was like what's her long game like what is she doing like why she must have a reason for that and it turns out that her reason was just like oops i didn't trust you like that's stupid yeah and we can all agree that's like a stupid thing for her to do but it is stupid. she's she's not like going to be a strategic mastermind overnight you know and like and that's how people work and that and she was never like sansa was not trained like from birth to be a mastermind exactly like she's doing this all on her own like Versus someone like Leanna Mormont mm-hmm. who, like, was around a bunch of badass bitches from the time she was born mm-hmm. and, like, being like, yeah, you're going to rule this place one day. That was not – Sansa was like, you're going to get married to a nice man mm-hmm. and have babies and that's what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. So the fact that she's doing what she's doing at all is really impressive. She's yeah. doing it completely on her own. Yeah, and you can see, like – her taking influences from people who seem more confident in power than herself, like powerful than mm-hmm. herself. Like when she gets mad at John for not including her in the war council. And then he's like, well, what would you have said? She's like, I don't know. Like it, it felt very yeah. scary to me where she's like, I want to be with the boys. I want to have power yeah. like everybody else. But when she, but, but it's not like, but she doesn't know how to use it. She doesn't know what she's doing. She has nothing to say when, it, when the, when the time comes, it's a very like Cersei But She's move. frustrated. She- she doesn't have the tools. She doesn't have the yeah. tools of the background to contribute, but she wants to contribute, but she's so behind. Like, yeah. think about all the boys, like, about John and Rob and all the boys, like, constantly, like, I mean, I'm sure Ned was teaching them, like, this is how battles work and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Sansa was never a part of that. Yeah. Um, and even if, I mean, like, I think Arya was a little more, like, interested in that. Um, but we don't but know that Ar- it's not- Arya wouldn't, is not a strategic, like, she's, she's, 
She's about to, she's killing one person at a time. Like, would Arya know what to do in a battle? Like, mm -mm. No. No, I think, no, exactly. And, like, all that Arya knows is because she kind of is, like, And fucking Rickon doesn't even know to zigzag, so fuck that kid. (laughs) That is true. Yeah, he was too young. He didn't, he didn't get taught about zigzagging (laughs) yet. You gotta zigzag Um, when someone's. Yeah, but I don't, I, I feel like this is sort of the story, right, of, like, you know, we have, like, Daenerys, who's sort of, she's, like, the women leader. She She's not playing by the men's game, and that's what makes her interesting. Mm-hmm. But she has this big vision, and she's, like, very powerful because she's the mother of dragons, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, like, mm-hmm. you know, Sansa doesn't have dragons, so she's less scary and foreboding. But she's still doing a lot of the same thing, which is, like, attracting men to her side of the fence to help her out. And that's, like you know, a female game. It's, it's kind of what Cersei's doing. Mm-hmm. Arya's going I just the other route of just, to like, you know, lone rangering it, but I think like, <laughs> yeah. have these really different relationships to power and rule. And I think it's, it's shitty to like be mad at these women for using the only tools they have mm-hmm. to fight. Like, yeah. I think that's, I, I just, I, I, I mean, I've been saying this for so long, but like, I wish people had more sympathy for Sansa, like the mm-hmm. fact that we can forgive Jamie for like trying to murder a child, but we can't forgive Sansa for being like a fucking teenage girl is really yeah. it's it's makes me sad. It makes me really sad, and she's fr- I get frustrated with her too. But I get frustrated when I think about my dumb ass in high school and the dumb shit that I did because totally. I was well, that's the kind of thing where like you're rooting for her, so you want her to make all the right choices, but like right, that's exactly. not who she is. Like that's she is here to like show us like what it means to struggle for like wisdom and judgment and strength. Yep. Like that's her. And deal. I also think that you shouldn't necessarily feel bad if your first inclination is not to like Sansa, because that's a thing that's taught by culture. Like I remember back when I was watching Lost and he's like, Oh, like I hate Kate. Like I hate Kate so much. She's always trying to like be with the guys. And then I was like, wait a second. Like, why do I hate Kate? I didn't have a good reason. I just like, I didn't like that type of character because I was predisposed from all the things that I watched, like all the media I've consumed my whole life. Like, I think you have to, to work at being like, hold on a second. Why do I hate this character? Mm -hmm. Like what is causing me to think that way? And, Mm -hmm. and I, I don't know. Like, and I think it's, it's, it's a good thing to be more thoughtful about the ways that you consume media in general. Like, why do I feel this way about this character is not a bad thing to to ask yourself when Mm -hmm. you're watching and reading things. Mm -hmm. Um, this is a total aside, and we will not talk about this at length now, but I'm rewatching Lost right now, and I, mm. the character I, I do not like right now is, I hated Charlie on my, what is this, second or third watch through. Really? <laughs> hate him. But I also really don't like Sun right now. Anyway, we'll talk about this oh, later. I find her later. Another time. That'll be a different right podcast. <laughs> different podcast where I talk. I haven't I haven't watched Lost in such a long time. I, I maybe I feel like the time is coming. I'm going to do it again one day. Yeah, I want to talk to anyway. Her anyway, yeah. Um, um, with Sansa, the only other thing I want to talk about is well, there's two other things we want to talk about. Um, the that beautiful like most satisfying smirky smile when Ramsay gets eaten by his dogs like. <laughs> Yes. Good, good fucking job, Sophie Turner. She's been waiting so mm-hmm. long for that. Oh my scene, god! And that was like we have so all been waiting done. so long for that scene. Like yeah, yeah. Her her execution of that was wonderful. Um, I don't know if this is actually a reflection on Sansa or just like the choice in general of like the the neatness of having Ramsay's dogs eat him as like a, oh this is how you kill people sometimes, but like. Is it really like he killed one person that way not too long ago? With like fat walls, uh, and then he's like really weirdly horny for his dogs. Like that's the only thing. Like, Super gross. He, 
Yeah, he loves him. I, yeah, I no, I was like joking. Like the only thing that could have been better though is if Melisandre could have kept bringing Ramsay back so she could kill him different ways every time. <laughs> that would have been good. Ooh, that's a good idea. You should write for the show. I know. I the, <laughs> he I deserves to it. Flayed, honestly. I was yeah. like, why doesn't he get flayed? It's the flayed man. Well, so the, he should get flayed, but also like I was thinking, it's like like where is like. The I want him to be afraid, like he made other people afraid. Like I yeah. want yeah, him to he have never that fear was. Of torture. But I don't know that there ever would be a way to get him afraid. Like He's I just yeah. a psychopath. I don't think he has that like human that like quality in him. So yeah. this was good enough. But I I, don't, I, do, I can't say I loved it. But it was. What did you I loved think her about? Smile I loved it when what she turned. What do you think about when and then turn, oh, uh, the the turning back to watch him get killed was just so on point. It was like so gratifying. And what did you think, think about the part when Ramsey was saying that he that now that there was a part of him in her? Like at first, I thought I was like, "Is he saying she's pregnant?" And I'm like, "No, I don't think that he's saying that." No, like, I, I think, think he's, he's saying, saying she's... you're capable of doing this to a person now. Yeah, because I taught you this. Like you're, which is maybe a little true. Yeah, no, like before this was Sansa capable of like killing someone in this incredibly violent, torturous way? No. But she's capable of it because he put that much like evil and hatred into her being because he yeah abused her so much yeah, which segues perfectly into our main point of contention and all this, which is why does she not why does she not, why does no one ever say the word rape like she got it's, raped by him she's like the you don't know what I went through the blah 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 things I won't say yeah the things she won't say and it's like what. Why is, why? why is the word rape the most ineffable thing on this? Like, the only, and I, and I like, I have not come back and rewatched everything. And if I'm wrong, I would like someone out in the world to tell me that when I'm wrong. But I have, I believe at this point, based on my, like, set of knowledge, that the only person who uses the word rape in the script on Game of Thrones is Tyrion in season, like, three or four, when he's, when him and Sansa are married. Mm-hmm. I do not think. Mm-hmm. Maybe like they use the word rapist, but like they don't ever talk about. They the talk about of- raping and pillaging with the the um, Ironborn, I think. But, but like they don't like. It's never like. But no, you're right. I don't know. They if talk anyone about it ever says concept. like rape me. No one ever is like, like, it- like this person raped this person or like you raped. And most importantly, victims of rape never use that word to discuss what happened to them. On this this is where I have the difficulty of that Sansa is a written character and not a real person because I mean number one. I, I would I would never like if if an actual victim of that doesn't want to say that word then that is up to totally them totally fine and I have no criticism of that I, I have no place to speak in that but I am talking yeah but we're talking about this in the sense of she was written to not say this and why was that choice made mm-hmm. I, I don't know I, I don't I, yeah it's really it's interesting because this season like I I Remind me if I'm wrong. I don't think anyone was raped this season. Not like there was mentions of like there was threats of rape and there was mentions of raping like with the whole Ironborn thing. But I don't think that happened to anybody this season. Nothing that comes to mind for me. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Yeah, which is like probably Which's why I-, I was so happy. <laughs> yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah, like I-, I was pretty nervous with um, Danny's storyline at one point that 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 was going to happen, but um, but it didn't. So yeah, yeah I don't know. Backing. I don't. I don't know what all that means. I don't know what that means. The fact that she doesn't say it. Um, well, like, I, I don't think, know if it's the the I show think, writers like shying away from it or what. Well, so my I the instance itself is not what troubles me. Like her, the way she said it is fine as an isolated incident. But like 
I also very clearly remember, because I remember we talked about this, like when John's trying to like save the women from Craster's Keep when they burn that shit up. I don't remember when that was season four, maybe. And she, like, I remember this so clearly because the first time I noticed it where she was like, uh, you know, Craster beat us and worse. And your night, what's your night watch brothers beat us and worse. Well, we come back with you. And it's like that exception of like, you can say beep, you can't say rape. Like that's really interesting yeah. to me. And it it's, is, like, it's it happening is really again. Like they, they, she talks about like all these horrors, but the word rape is the one that she is a, as a survivor can't say. And I just find it. And I think in the context too, of multiple times in the show, when people have been like, that's not rape to things that were pretty clearly rape. Super clearly rape. It's, 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 it's kind of that's interesting. Not, that's not a question. I don't think that, I don't think the not saying it was supposed to call the validity of it being rape or not into question. I think it was, I think it might be just like too uncomfortable of a confrontation. But people. you can show it on the yeah, screen, but you can't fucking say the TV, word. TV, somehow it's more suspenseful if you just imply what it was and then everyone's Maybe. like, oh. But that's weird. That's also weird. Like, yeah. does television never acknowledge rape explicitly? Maybe that's the case. Maybe this is actually a common problem that we don't, like, casually explain what rape is. We always and, and use it in a tr- as a like vague gray area, bad thing that happens that no one explicitly talks like in a, about. In a euphemistic way. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to clarify, we're not saying like... Say, I got raped. Not very often. Like, I, I don't know. I don't watch a lot I mean, of crime shows. So maybe on like yeah. NYPD or something or CSI. Or and, and I, I want to clarify, the list. we're not saying like Game of Thrones did bad by not having Sansa say the word no, rape. We're just, I'm just I'm, inter- it's just interesting to, I don't know, I'm just, I just want to talk about it and like what does yeah. it mean? What's the implication of this that they didn't say? Like what were they trying to get across? Maybe they, maybe they weren't thinking super deeply about it. I yeah, don't know. I'm just, I'm but, just it, but it's an interesting thing because you're right. Like it does come up multiple times in the show and I don't know why that yeah, is. Yeah, I don't. There, there's certainly something like powerful, powerful to that. Like it's too, too difficult to speak. Like it all. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I think when you say like, even saying the word rape like might undercut the emotional weight of it. And like sometimes the fact that it's like an ineffable thing makes it more powerful because it's like it's too, it's too awful to name. And so it's not in one word. It can't be described in one word. What what yeah. has happened here? Yeah. Um. um and so I think maybe even like having it be unspeakable is more powerful. I just, I find the language around it really interesting. And I think it's come up enough on this show that it's worth recognizing. And again, like it's not a, it's not a bad thing. I think that again, like there haven't been rapes that have been handled poorly on this show this season. Um, Yeah. But there also have been times in like a more meta context that like the show itself displayed a rape and then denied that that was rape. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That, so, I mean, that's like a whole, uh, yeah. That's a whole other conversation. I, I don't even we like thinking about beat that, yeah, that horse uh, two seasons ago. Yeah, but I'm literally years ago. It, so. <laughs> a quick no, a quick that still Google is has uh, apparently the internet was inflamed by the implication of marital rape to to Ramsey, um, and they changed season six to be less rapey because people don't want that to be represented in television. Which, I don't know, it's like, I guess we, we talk about triggering and, like, not wanting to, like, overemphasize the story of, of rape culture or the victimization of women. But in the same time, like, I'm pretty sure that, like, our history in reality represents, like, horrific sexual violence oh, against yeah. women. So, like, 
why are we creating like a weird fantasy TV land where like that doesn't quite ever happen? It's just like vaguely men are vaguely threatening, but they never actually commit real violence. Like to me, that's actually more of a ridiculous fantasy to, to create mm-hmm. than the reality is that men can be brutally violent and we should actually like kind of just deal with that as a uh, part of a brutal world. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. But I guess on the other hand, too, you can, you know, we don't have to have that in every story that exists. Like, mm-hmm. you can have, like, I think that you can write meaningful things without having, like, sexual assault be constantly looming. Like, I just, I know for myself, I got really exhausted with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I just could, like, you know, there's a point where I'm like, why am I watching this anymore? Yeah. It's just making me really depressed. Um, and I turned to a lot of other um, shows and books that just, that was not... A thing in it um and, and still like you know consumed a lot of really thoughtful stuff that didn't have that i don't know no i, I definitely i see what you're, i think there's two um arguments to be made for it i i definitely see what you're saying annie but i also feel like at some point i'm like okay like the these stories can exist but i don't want to read or watch them anymore because yeah. it makes me it's too much like the world i already live in mm-hmm. sort of how i feel when i watch watched girls for a while mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is no longer a quirky story about what it means to be a 20-something in New York. It's just a bunch of depressing people uh, and how fucked up they all are. Yeah. Um, So I don't know. Yeah, I think there's like – I guess there's both sides of it, right? It's like we don't want to create – we don't want to create weird fantasies about what's actually going on in the world. But then we also want to empower ladies. And like one thing I love about Game of Thrones generally is how – strong some of the female characters are and how like you know they're not the norm in my everyday life but they're they're sort of like the kind of women that I could imagine being like Hmm. and I guess it brings to my mind like can you even have can you have meaningful stories that exist without there being pain and sadness in them and I don't I don't know. I don't know. Can you really? I think there has to be some. I'm not saying it yeah, has to be all stories assault. require conflict, right? Like exactly. There has to be something. Like I don't know. To me, like when I, I always joke that I, I like love sad shit. Like recommend to me shows and books that are going to make me fucking cry because I like that. I, I, I don't know why, but I seek that out. It's an emotional um, catharsis. It is. It's very. But I think that the when I think of like the many like books and shows that are meaningful to me, like there are things that make me like reflect that pain in a way um but i think that there are certain things that are overused mm-hmm. um as a shortcut to being upset and sad yeah and i think that's the way that like rape and sexual assault and the specter of it was used for a time in game of thrones and is often used in a lot of shows and books like that like it, it, I, yeah i think it's a shortcut like oh this will definitely make them sad done like why don't yeah. you like do something that's more emotional. I don't know. Like, it doesn't have to be that every time. It's yeah. lazy to do the same thing every time. And that's yeah. why this season, there was plenty of emotional, like, connections this season without that being a thing. They did it. You can yeah. absolutely do it. I mean, I think they, they overdid it to a point in the past couple of seasons where, like, I, I hear what, what you and Google are saying, Annie, where, like, <laughs> people are, are objecting to, like, seeing... I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not super convinced that people are objecting to seeing marital rape displayed and like as a specific kind of rape. I think that like people were tired of seeing poor Sansa get beaten and raped. Like I was really yeah, tired exactly. of that. I didn't want to see that anymore. And I think that I 
was so exhausted and annoyed by it in previous seasons because it, it like and and we've talked about this for six seasons now like this show <laughs> yeah. for a long time like was displaying rape in a way that like could be triggering or traumatizing um but and felt casual and casual but like for a, well for a time, later, later i guess for a time it felt important because they were showing rape and rape is a fact of war it's a fact of everyday yes. life for women yes, all over the place and, and those of us that are privileged enough to not encounter it in our daily lives like need to see it in art to understand it better and then what happened like, in my under in my like sorry i'm gonna cutting you off um no it's good in my like i think in seasons four and five that like responsible emotionally charged depiction of rape fell away just to like not just sex position but rape position like it was just it was wallpaper it was not important it was just Mm -hmm. like it was as like seeing rape was like seeing a tree and that became really Mm -hmm. irresponsible it became very over over inundated and it made me feel sick and this season i think that maybe they maybe they really didn't respond to viewers at all and and they just had enough of it themselves but like this season felt so much more refreshing because they were like okay we've done it We've like hit our our like amount of rape we need yeah. to do to make our fucking point, and now we can like get back to like these characters being full people doing things, overcoming. And this 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 season was all about overcoming like suffering, right? Like past traumas, by, like by, dealing by with the that end of it, out. like everything is where you wanted it to be, right? Like yeah. We're getting our revenge. We're like getting into power. We're getting people who have been um, like uh, abused into positions of power. Like people are claim people mm-hmm. who have been suffering for seasons and seasons are getting their agency back, and that's really satisfying to see. And rape, and that's been a why part I think it's going to. It has been a part of yeah, and I think that now I'm most interested to see. Okay, how are you going to tie this up in the next two mm-hmm. seasons? What are we going to do in the aftermath? What's going to happen with these characters now? I think this is almost like the most like critical point now. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, these things have happened. Now what happens? Mm-hmm. Now what? Mm-hmm. I'm. It I, feels I like have... we're zooming out of the like of the depictions of like the struggles and suffering of war to like mm-hmm. okay, where is this going? Exactly. Like, what's now? Like, what is the aftermath of this, and how do you deal with it? And yeah. How do you set up new structures? That because that's the thing. Because like when Danny and Yara have that conversation, like our fathers were evil men, mm-hmm. and we're not going to have things this way. I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with that. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, now we're to the part where like, yeah, shit's been fucked up in the past. How do we fix it? How do we do the hard work? I mean, that I mean that's really Danny's whole storyline too. Like, I'm going to dismantle slavery. Oh god, everything's really fucked up now. Like, fixing stuff makes things bad for a while. Like the death throes of, you know, these evil systems, like it's not a quick fix. And that's why I, I think it actually makes me think of Sansa too. Like Sansa being rid of Ramsay, she's not fixed now. It's not like, all right, now I can move on. I'm unencumbered by that thing that happened to me. No, like she's, she's still damaged is going forever. To, like, well, I, I don't want to say damaged forever. She's yeah, she's going sorry. to be yeah yeah. I know I know that's not what you meant. Like she's going to be dealing with it. She's going to be yeah dealing with this forever and learning and growing and becoming who she is now with that as her context. Mm-hmm. And I think that. I really, I have. Which is what he really says. Like he's, he's metaphorically yeah. in her. Yep. 
No, I mean, th- I mean that's why it's fe- like I don't know. Like I think in the context of my life, number one, my life has not been that bad. But like cer- certain things in my past that are not great, like I don't even know if I would change them now because I'm like I don't know what I would be like. Mm-hmm. I don't even know like how I would be as a person now if those things had not happened to me. Um, and and for Sansa, it doesn't matter. Like those things happened to her, it doesn't matter. Like that that is what she's been given. So now she has to re reorient herself. As she is now, and I don't, and I think that Ramsey said that to hurt her, to be like, now you're never going to be rid of me. But it's, I don't think it has to be that way. It's like, no, this is a fact, and I'm moving on, and I'm still going to be me, and you're gone, and no one mm-hmm. remembers you anymore. You can't mm-hmm. take that away from me. I think that's mm-hmm. really important and powerful, and I don't know. That's why I like. That's why I like Sansa. Like, I think she's a character that should elicit a lot of sympathy and empathy. Like, if you if you really think about it and don't let knee-jerk, I don't know, perceptions take over your brain, in mm. my opinion. Ooh, that was a conversation. I feel like, that is there anything else with Sansa? Let's, I feel like I, like, that was, that was, like, really cathartic for me <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> I feel like we had a lot, I mean, it, it was, it's hard to, we had a lot to say because well i think that she had the most i mean we I mean, this this season focused on her a lot like a lot more than a lot of the other even like maybe more than danny like to be honest yeah. like danny was kind of not doing a lot for yeah, this season danny, like, i mean we'll get to it but i danny was not doing a lot for me i no. i mean maybe it's just because she's not the most i don't know she, like what's up with her acting just it's not but. it's really not great <laughs> i feel bad but amelia Clark, she's very good at speeches and less good um, at other things um, in my opinion but she so, i don't know i'm feeling very uninspired by her like yeah. i i like her story arc but as an actor i'm like so not feeling it yeah i mean i don't know we'll, we'll get to that let's yeah let's let's talk about something completely less heavy now and talk about <laughs> Brienne charter than how i want her and jamie to be in love with each other <laughs> no way like, they just have like genderless respect you know it's like the fact that he can respect <laughs> androgynous woman and she can respect him and they're like equals is cool yeah it's, I, I what i um, secretly want is for her to meet yara for yara to hit on her like whoa and for her to be like mm, mm. now i understand everything everything's falling yes. into place they'll be <laughs> a true lesbian power couple yeah i want yeah. i want a true lesbian power couple um, I, I know we've like resisted uh, Brienne being both a lesbian and masculine and like liking that she is like a yeah. masculine heterosexual woman and I'm down with that too but I feel like Yara and and um, Brienne would just be which what what one a couple of bad pussies if, if, if listen who in Westeros can can resist Yara's charm she's very charming I feel like she I could finally not. got to be good this season like they really underutilized her for so long and like. Really, mostly it was just her hitting on Danny. I'm like, yes, please. And also, sorry, we're skipping ahead. Let's talk. <laughs> is there anything more to say about Brienne? She's kind of no. I, I actually have a little more because oh, okay, it's my like guilty. So I logically agree with both of you that that Brienne and Jamie should totally stay platonic. But there's a weak part of me that really I just want to see Brienne pick Jamie up and ho- hold him in her arms. <laughs> I want I want her to carry him over threshold like in and a hot to, bath. <laughs> yeah, I want I, and I want her to call him a good boy. That's all. Like I feel like that like reversal of like. The relationship, like the man is the strong one and the woman is the weak. Oh, I'm swooning. Like I, someone needs to take care of Jamie. Take care of Jamie a little bit. He's been he could use he's had it. a rough time. I have yeah. I have a question. Bring and Jamie a some flowers. Question. Yeah. Um. Have you read this in a fan fiction? No. <laughs> 
I've actually, you know what? Here's here's the tr- a truth right now. I've tried to read Game of Thrones fan fiction, but it really weirds me out for some reason. I don't know. Will you talk like, about it's so terrible. I think I think the no, problem is like, there's a lot of it. Yeah, is that you talk about Game of Thrones so much that if you if you start talking about like in a public forum, right? Yeah, and if you for some reason like read a Game of Thrones fanfic that like incepts itself into your brain and you fuck up a plot point because like the fanfiction yeah. is different, you'd be very embarrassed. Maybe you wouldn't be because you listen, you read fanfiction without being embarrassed read, because you're like, fucking because I'm embarrassing already. You're a ghost so. face killer. I don't know. You're awesome. Um, I think it's something about the tone of it. Like, I feel like I, I feel like in order for fan fiction to be enjoyable for me, there has to be like, I don't know, Game of Thrones is like too serious for it. Yeah. Like, I'm like, no, this is like real literature. It's gonna I, be a I little silly. That. Exactly. Yeah. It has to have some spaces to like make weird stuff happen. I don't feel like Game of Thrones, unless it's like yeah. completely alternate universe. They're actually all in high school in the 90s, <laughs> which, which I'm pretty sure exists. Which brings me <laughs> to my follow up question Are you yeah. gonna write that fan fiction? <laughs> I've never in my life written any fan fiction. I, but I think I if you were consume, going to, you should but write. But I should. Just like Brienne and Jamie. You know what? In high school, they're both in the football team together. And he twists his yes! He he twists his ankle and she carries him off the field. Oh my god, Betsy. I love it. I love that idea. This Wait, can you god, write fan fiction where like you're in a totally different era too? Called alternate universe. Oh man, Annie, <laughs> there's so much of it. I don't like, know. And, I'm, I'm and in uh, fact in like over my head I would here. say in in most um like really sad like um pieces of literature and tv that's like the main thing of like let's pretend all this bad shit and d- d- didn't happen and put the characters somewhere happy now like that's yeah. a huge like the yeah, like just, coffee shop au it's just like fucking around the characters the it's, last time i read yeah. fan fiction was um when i was really into the show dark angel does anyone remember that show <laughs> i like i don't know if i, 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 I know was, like, the name 13 of it 13 or 12 <laughs> And Jessica Alba was the character. Oh yeah, and there was this okay. I do guy, that now. and it was like the first time I had a crush on anyone, and I was like reading fan fiction about Aww. this guy. Aww. Yeah, I didn't know fan fiction existed until I was in graduate school. Just really me sad. neither. No, I, I discovered <laughs> fan fiction like right before we started grad school because I. Yeah. Should I tell the story? This is so embarrassing. It's a pretty good story. I I'm think you should. I'm already in it. So when I was in Paris, <laughs> the year after I graduated college before grad school, um, all of my friends, all of my girlfriends read Twilight. And so I took the bandwagon and I read all four books. And in the middle of the fourth book, um, these stupid fucking people who I hated, like, finally had sex. They didn't, ex- they didn't, like, it was, like, the whole series is built in this, like, unfulfilled sexual tension. They finally do it, but they describe nothing. It's, like, a kiss. That they fade made to black. me so fucking They wake up the next morning, and I was fucking livid. I threw the book across <laughs> my studio apartment, and my roommate, who was sharing a studio apartment with me, Sarah, was, like, like Betsy, don't you know about fan fiction? Go look up that. Go look up fan fiction. <laughs> and then I literally read Twilight fan fiction compulsively for like a year. I read Fifty Shades of Grey when it was still fan fiction. Like that's how what? fucking deep it went. This that, is. Can we please cut this out? Because I would only no, never do. And now I'm doing it to all of the listeners. <laughs> guys, please don't tell anyone. <laughs> But seriously, Betsy's face like is actually that. turning red right yeah. now. It's so red. <laughs> Yay! Oh, it was really hot. Whatever. Um, so <laughs> listen, that's like literally, listen. fan fiction was like the before. I like. I mean, I was thirteen. I wasn't like. I'm. A, I was a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't gonna like watch porn. I was too young for that. No. So I read yeah. fan fiction about like 
sexual feelings. And I was like, ooh. But that's sort of I also what think- one of the main components of fan fiction is, like, sexy fantasies about yeah. your favorite TV shows, yeah. right? Exactly. Or and I think that fan fiction is really interesting because I would I don't know the exact percentage of it. I would say about 95% of it is written by women for women, which I think I'm sure that many Foo-hoo. papers have been written about that it. <laughs> no, like, that, I think that, that, that okay people, like, make fun of fan fiction a lot, but I think it's actually a really interesting um phenomenon like yeah. in the way it works within the this gendered world we live in and how it's like and how like a lot of it is like male male stuff written like there's like i mean that's like the majority of it is yeah i would i would say if you go to any like generic it's, fan fiction website most of the characters are gay right? yeah it's like totally a thing I mean, I, maybe not majority but it's a lot um it's a, it's very interesting i'm sure paper, papers have been written on it and i would like to read them um in, in addition to the fan fiction that yeah. i already read currently um, um brian okay i guess we kind of we had we talked about brian enough <laughs> i'm gonna build a bridge so speaking of being um an uncomfortable sexually unfulfilled girl let's talk about gilly <laughs> oh gilly gilly but Aww. she's getting it now though she's getting it now is she getting she's it? Got, like, it, it like like i know wants. that her and samuel are adorable but like let's be real like gilly is not sexually satisfied like samuel yep. thinks his own dick looks like a little like teeny sausage yeah, he doesn't really. Uh, he tries me. Well, okay. He's, I that. think she's emotionally fulfilled, but I do not yes. think she is. But Sam strikes me as the kind life. of guy that would want to please, though. Like I feel like he'd he'd work well, at it to make her happy. Yeah, perhaps John taught him the Lord's kiss. <laughs> yeah, he's got. You got to teach it. You got to teach your pals the Lord's kiss. Yeah. He's happy. <laughs> okay, so um, I love about Gilly. Gilly. She's. She's such a, a sweet face, and I love her and her and her pretty dress and her nice hair. Like it was just so, and how nice Sam's mom and sister were they're to so her. Sweet. They were like, "Oh, you're lovely," because I was like, "They're gonna be like bitches." They're and such like, "Oh, you're so dirty." Like, no, she was lovely. Like, oh, Sam, why does your dad suck so bad? The rest of your family's awesome, and your brother sucks too. Yeah, well, I, th- I feel like Sam's like utter kindness and gentle soul like had to come from somewhere and it's very clear yes. that he like takes after the women in his family totally yeah, yeah. that they were a good influence on him and that his dad values that zero percent but yet like apparently loves the wife but well, i think he appreciates it as a feminine quality but he right. is a man yes. and he wants mm-hmm. sam yes, to be a man true um, so I just really man. appreciated that Gilly was wearing a pretty dress and was clearly like did not know how to breathe or walk in it because Gilly, I am with you, boo. Like I do not yeah. know how to be a pretty girl, and I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> like this is too hard. Like, I dress up more often than I'd like to, but it's always like, oh, I have to keep my legs really closed when I wear a dress all the time. And then also, is it the best dress right now? Though? Oh, well, thank Let you. Me just stop and no, I, I mean, I can, I can fake it because I am not a free lady. Slash but isn't it the moment, best thing at the end of the day to come home and take off your bra and get in your comfy clothes? That's like the best yeah. moment of the day. Yes. Like I no longer have to wear the constraints of the world on my body. <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah. But like, fuck yeah, Gilly also for yelling at Lord Tartley. Like way to go, Mama. Yeah. She, Where did that come got, from? They she's have got the that wilding blood in her. I love that they have this such an equal relationship. Like he's so respectful of her and she really respects him. Yeah. Like I don't think – I. You know, Jen, I know you were just joking, but I don't think it is from her wildling blood. Like, like in her... Well, if anything, in, that would have beat it out of her. <laughs> exactly. Like, in her the rearing and raising thing. as a person, yeah. like, she would have been terrified and submissive and not had mm-hmm. any sort of courage in front of a man. I think Samwell, like, built a confidence in her that, like, 
she's not she can't go back to being talked to. I know. I yep. I totally agree. I think it's like oh, I can have opinions and like say things now. Like yeah. And 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 that this is another change because in the books, Julia is much much more um, timid and afraid. And I love this change. Crying all the time. No, this yeah. Like doing this. This change is a good change, and it is her character's awesome. Like, and that Super actress awesome. is really cool too. So I feel like they're utilizing that actress in a good way because she's you see uh, very talented. I love yes. her. Yeah, yes. great show. She's so good in Skins. I actually haven't finished Skins. I, we, I don't know why I stopped. I need to go back and finish it. I really liked it, and I just like forgot about it one day. She plays like the little drug addicted, yeah. anorexic girl though. Cassie. Right? Yeah. yeah. She, she was like very haunted. Um, yeah, I stopped watching Skins when. Like the first group of kids left, and it took up like the sister storyline. I wasn't as interested. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I haven't. I don't know. I just stopped. Who knows why? Yeah, but it's but good. Yeah, I I enjoy I enjoy Gilly as a character. I am very curious what she and the baby are going to do while Sam is in Old Town, where there cannot be women and children at the Maester yeah. Academy. I don't know. Sam's like, bye. I gotta go to this <coughs> library now. And it's yeah. not like Gilly has any like skills like she might get like, a job read? as a cleaning person or something like a, yeah. lady, a lady's maid or whatever i'm not so worried like, about where's she gonna live? Like it's gonna work out i don't know i hope so i mean I don't, yeah like because not like i mean i don't know exactly how maester academy works but like does sam get like an allowance like does he get any money like how i i mean i don't know like that whole plan like i respect them for being like fuck you Randall Tarly, i'm leaving but also like well, Okay, what are you guys gonna do now? I mean, I don't know. I guess it'll be revealed next season. I guess we'll find out. I wor- I just worry about Gilly because I'm worried. Like usually, like woman shows up to town where she doesn't know anyone, doesn't have any skills. Like, well, in the a Game of Thrones world, normally you'd be in the brothel, but I don't. I I know that Sam would not want that to happen to her, and I don't think Gilly would be into that. So maybe maybe she can work in the kitchens. Yeah, maybe she can do something like that. Yeah, somebody's like, got to yeah. cook for all those smart boys. Can I just like I just want Gilly to have a happy ending she's had a bad life and i want her to be happy now that's all i want i mean not Um, all i want a lot of things but i I want that as part of the thing that is the only thing i want everything else in the world can go fuck itself (laughs) um also to like pick apart language stuff a little bit uh scene in the carriage where they're going to um meet sam's parents she says Mm -hmm. Oh, you haven't told them I'm a wildling, which is interesting because I've never heard a wildling refer to themselves as such before. They always call them. Yeah, I think that was a. That was fascinating. I think that was a mistake. I don't Um, think that the showrunners were. Well, as in, I don't. I don't know because yeah, I feel like generally the wildlings would not. They would always call themselves. But I think. But is it also that she was like she was kind of a wildling, but she was also like in a household pretty close to the wall, and she kind of knew she was part of. You know, it was like a place where the. That's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, like they were othering part of, of the world more. I don't know. Yeah, but maybe she, she was thinking judge herself a lot. Maybe she was thinking of it more in like, "This is what your dad's gonna call me." Yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm sure she knew the term. Like, I'm sure. She yeah, knew. yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, I cannot stop coughing. <coughs> um, so maybe she was using it that way. I don't know. We thought that was weird too when we did the episode. We we're like, "What the hell?" Yeah. <laughs> Why did she say that? Um, do we want to talk about? Talk sh- about Cersei. We Cersei. should do it. I don't know why I just got this like heavyweight. You got like really sad. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> She's like a hell hath no fury, like a woman's yeah, born. I mean, I, what a um, what a summary. She's gone. She's just ready to burn it down. Um, I was laughing because Betsy's show notes were Betsy's show notes say, "God, she's terrible." <laughs> 
But like, I feel like I um, I don't know. I feel like a lot more sympathy for her for some reason. I don't know. Maybe it's just because like so many dudes have been so awful. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Let Cersei fuck it up for a while. <laughs> She's like, why not? really um. I mean, okay. Can we just talk about how fabulous her outfit was for when she burned I honestly everything down? Think- her, like, that might be part of the reason why I'm so sympathetic because her outfits were so good. I mean, I just season. love that she got like her war dress on with her crystal shoulders and her crazy leather quilted thing. I was like, I want yeah, one. Where do, you- do I get that? Yeah, I need someone to make me some good ass like cosplay of Cersei's outfit. Um, it, like, it's, remember when she had the battle corset on like multiple seasons? I think that was season two when yeah. she had like the like breastplate thing and it was awesome looking Cersei's got like a really good tailor she's got some good costumery going on I'm a fan of her her fashion sense although I think she looks terrible with short hair but no offense yeah well that wig is real bad also Um, I was up getting wine and didn't hear did someone mention the fact that when Annie said that her costume for burning the world down was awesome that it was also like the same exact costume that Tywin wore sometimes Oh, really? no, really? Yeah, someone on the internet us. pointed that out. Um, shit. I forget what scene it is. That makes sense, though. Because she, like, absolutely no, wants shit. to be, like, Tywin. Like, that, that is, I feel like, oh, yeah. a big thing for like, Cersei. It's, it, like, that, like, dra- it's like a dra- it, Hang on. What do you call the shoulder things? I know how to spell them. I don't know how to pronounce it correctly. Epaulette? I don't know how to say it right. Epaulette? Yeah, probably. I'm, I'm sure I'm saying it wrong. Um look up. I saw this on the this, internet somewhere. I would have thought you would have. I thought maybe I stole it from Cast of Thrones, Jennifer. No, I don't think so. Or I forgot about it. One or the other. It's. Mm-hmm. It seems extremely plausible, and I and very. Uh, the costume. The costuming department in Game of Thrones is so good. They do so much so interesting good. symbolic stuff in the costumes that that would not surprise me at all. That they brought in Tywin's. Um, like clothes into her costumes must be such a dream job. Oh, it oh was my in. God. Um, yeah. There's a whole article about it in. Last oh, it. Sorry, my phone is stuck on a Vanity Fair <laughs> thing. Um, but it was a article in Vanity Fair um, with a costume designer. So you can see it. Sorry, the people can't see it, but like. <laughs> Co- if you look up like Vanity Fair Cersei costume, Vanity Fair come up. Game of Thrones finale, the secret symbolism in Cersei's badass gown. There we go. Um, look it up. It talks about how it is meant to be, uh, like reminiscent of clo- of like a of a costume of Tywin's. That that makes actually I feel like I can see in my mind's eye that costume from Tywin. Like it's like very like tight and yeah, like, black. very fitted. Yeah, um, yeah. which is yeah. interesting because like. So she's invoking her father in her dress and invoking the Mad King and her actions in the same scene. Um, yeah, I think that Cersei, I am so interested to see where her character goes because what's she going to do now that she doesn't have any kids left to worry about? She has like nothing to lose. She's going to yeah. go wild. Well, that was she was already so pretty wild before her. Like, can that we- surprised. I mean, it's not surprising because he was kind of weak and it was like, where's his place? But I... The way that whole thing played out, like she barely reacted almost. Like I was, was kind she of like wasn't grieving much. It was like she kind of knew she just ended this era, and there was no turning back. Yeah, and whether or not her son was there, it was like it's already gone too far. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if this and I was think like- that honestly. 
Cersei has always wanted to be on the throne anyway, whether she was doing it through her children before. Like, she's always longed, like, she's always wanted that. And now she has it. Yeah. I mean, I, f- I kind of feel like with Tommen, like, especially after Marcella died, like, she realized, like, oh, this prophecy of, like, gold of their crowns and gold of their shrouds mm-hmm. is coming true. And she yep. just seemed like she was very resigned. Like, okay, so Tommen's going to die. Yep. And mm-hmm. no, yeah, I, don't I, know I agree. If, with I don't you know completely. if that impression is like colored by like the end of the show stuff that David or Dan said about like she could have gone to him and like comforted him, but she left him alone. And that's why he killed himself. It's kind of like she was like, yeah, I'm going to do something that's really going to hurt and upset Tommen and fuck it. Like she just really did not seem brokenhearted and she seemed so resigned. And I don't think it was like she chose that necessarily. Yeah. But she was like, well, it's only a matter of time. I th- well, yeah, I, I think that her. she didn't think there's anything she could do about it. It was yeah, it was I feel done. Like, her like her it, whole character, like she's so bitter, and she thinks that she's doing things to protect her family and her kids, but really, just she's bitter and angry and lashing out. And like, it always seems like it's a bet. You know, she's she like the premise that she's doing these things because she is being protective of her children seems a little bit false almost. Like that's just the thing she happens to be clinging to. Well, I think for a time, like that was true about her. I think for a time, Mm -hmm. her children were a huge part of her identity and her, um, wrote and, and, and they were a huge part of her claim to power. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. when that stopped being true because she had no control over Tommen and, he stopped being a source of power for her. It's that, I mean, like, I'm not, I don't know. Like, I think I'm kind of being a little bit too one dimensional here because I think she did genuinely very much love her children and like motherhood brought out um, more of the goodness in her than anything else in some ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But did you really find it believable that she like loved Joffrey that much, even though he's like such a sadistic monster who didn't even really like her, want to follow her advice? Like, Seemed like she kind of wanted. She loved her kids, but she also wanted to have more control over them than she ever could. I think she loved the power that Joffrey made her feel. I think that like having him in the first place, being the mother of the prince, but also like having. I think there was a lot. I think it's a lot of complicated things. I think she did genuinely really love Joffrey. Yeah, um, because I think that like she was very. I don't even know how to explain what I'm trying to say, but I think in a lot of ways. For a time, and I think it's not true anymore, like, her children were a, like, physical manifestation of her bond with Jamie, And that yep. made them, like, this, like, weird, narcissistic, like, self-love like, thing was reflected in her children. Yeah, yeah then, like, look how perfect they are. They're the combination of us. Exactly. Like, like yeah. they're, they're a doubling of me, right? Because it's my yeah. genes and my genes repeated. Um, yeah. And I think that when they started to defy her or not be a perfect reflection of her because they were like independent beings, mm-hmm. her love started to change. But I think she yes. did genuinely love them. And only, and like Marcella like just went away. There was never like a chance for her to like change her feelings towards Marcella. But with both, when Joffrey died, I think she was like devastated, but because she felt out of control, like her security yes. was gone when he died. Well, and always she knew that Joffrey was going to be the one to be king. Like always mm-hmm. her, since he was born, he was the one destined for that. So once he died, it was like, oh shit, like now what? This thing I've been planning on my whole life is mm-hmm. not happening anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know about the, I, I feel like Cersei doesn't, never really 
um, sees Joffrey as being bad. <laughs> like she never acknowledges that he's a monster, really. He's At least more in the like book. an animal, like a little wild. I don't know. It was like yeah, you know, when your like, kid lashes out. But I don't know. On the same hand, like. The- or on the other hand, like, she did seem a little bit afraid of him at times and seemed to recognize yeah. that he was out of control. I think she did acknowledge his um, cruelty at times. Like, I, I, yeah. I kind of feel like, I, I don't, it was so long ago, I don't remember very clearly, but I think. Maybe I'm was, just not remembering. I think there were scenes where time. she was talking to Sansa, who was, she was like, I know what my son is. Like, oh, you yeah. know, like, I okay, think that, I think makes that sense. she kind of, in that way, she acknowledged. But again, that was so much more about her. She was like, oh, you're going to have a shitty marriage just like I did. And it became mm-hmm. again about like, oh, you're going to know my pain because but like Joffrey is was 10 times as bad as King Robert. Like King Robert was a shitty and husband, but yeah, he, but he wasn't. Yeah, he, he didn't like murder drunk. people by shooting them with crossbows. Yeah, 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 he was they were both bad, but not on the same level. He was like, he was a, he was a selfish bastard who was kind of hilarious yeah but i guess he... you could say king robert got in the way of her love with jamie and joffrey yes. was so a she sign of her love of jamie so mm-hmm. she hated you know like she hates things that get her away from her sense of i don't know like safety within her family her mm-hmm. brother whatever but i do think, wanting to have her own i think her love of jamie is her love of herself like i don't yeah. think she actually loves who jamie is Oh, absolutely, because you can see anytime that Jamie steps out of line of what she wants him to do, she's furious. Like, she hates it because yeah. he's not being, like, her perfect mirror, mm-hmm. and which is why I am very interested to see what's going to happen now that she is on the Iron Throne. And, like, Jamie shows up then, like, oh, shit. Like, and what has so happened And there's no ideologically – like, he yeah. has been so much more honorable than she has. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, even though even with the changes in the show, which make Cersei more sympathetic and Jamie slightly less sympathetic, I still feel like Cersei's definitely the bad one uh, between so the who, two of them. Who's gonna kill Cersei, Jamie or Tyrion? I think Jamie's gonna kill her. Absolutely, that's my theory. Because because Cersei's so certain that it's gonna be Tyrion that I think it's not gonna be. I think it'll be Jamie. I think she. I think he sees her on that really throne. Reckless. Yeah. Well, it's like really flashback. He's gonna have. He's gonna do something honorable and have to kill her or do. I don't know. Something's gonna. She's. She's like too risky. When the whole like the the um symbolism with or like the connections between her and Mad King Ares like it's so clear. Like Jamie's like, I'm gonna have to fucking do this again. <laughs> And then I'll be a double kin. Well, he'll, he'll be a kinslayer, like and a queen, not sl- just a kingslayer. Yeah, a queen, a queen slayer <laughs> and a kinslayer. I know kingslayer and kinslayer, double bad, Jamie. Ugh, double um, bad. Um, let's talk about her. So this was interesting to me. So there was kind of this is all in the same episode. I'm sorry that I wish I wish my brain was clear and I wish I had rewatched it more recently. But there were three instances of like. Things that I think were supposed to be things that were like were framed as like uh, very neat revenge in this Mm -hmm. season. One of which was Sansa feeding Ramsay to his dogs. The second of which was Arya killing Walder Frey. I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead to that a little bit. No, it's okay. When she kills Walder Frey, she kills him in the exact same arm position as Catelyn gets killed in, like Mm -hmm. behind the neck, slit the throat. And I think this is, the, I think that Cersei and the mean nun, does she have a name? I don't remember her name. Mm, uh, Septa Unella. I think that's her name. Septa Unella. 
How do you know that? You're amazing. I don't know. (laughs) Um, Jennifer's really smart. I don't know if you know that about her. Um, (laughs) Yes. You're so nice. Agreed. Um, But so, so, and then there's a scene where she's trying to, where like she's getting revenge on Septu and Nella, the way that like doing to her what was, what was done unto, what Septuanella did unto Cersei. But those first two moments of revenge were incredibly satisfying and like delicious. And yeah. this just like made me want to vomit. I was so uncomfortable. And maybe it's because I didn't think that I really wanted seriously to have that vindication, but it was just, Oh yeah. This was sort of how I felt about some of the speeches with the slow claps, like the revenge moments where they're like, and now I'm going to do the worst thing ever to you that you did to me. And like yeah. the shame, shame thing. Like, it's just like, Really? Did you have to make it, like, did you need to tie the bow at the end? Like, couldn't you have just sort of tied the knot? Like, it's a little much. I liked it when she poured wine on her, personally. <laughs> I enjoyed that. The pouring the wine asshole. thing, I was like, oh, am I supposed, I don't know, like, I didn't hate that. It wasn't like, ooh, I feel nauseous. Um, but I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm supposed to feel this, like, sweet revenge moment for Cersei now, too. I don't feel it. Um, but... The the screaming when the ha- when the mountain came in, I was like, I do not care for this. I don't. I, I don't. Uh, yeah, I still don't really know what icky. we're supposed to understand. She definitely got raped, right? I don't think so. I, really, I think she could have like been more easily like, pulled apart limb from limb. Because wasn't she That's talking what I about think. how like you're gonna be here for a long time? Like you're not seeing meeting your god anytime soon. So yeah, I but thought, she was going to be tortured, but I don't know um, that rape. Because she started screaming, she like, immediately, raped. and he still was in, like, all his clothes. And honestly, with his whole deal, I don't even know if he's got a, a working dick at all, because he's got a fucked up head. I don't know what Him and Bran can start a club. Do our dicks work club? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't, but no, but it was funny, because that was the first thing that I felt. I was like, is he trying to rape her right now? That was, like, the vibe I got. Like, I haven't got, like, an icky vibe from it, but I don't think i don't think that's what was happening but i don't know the door was closed and who knows what happened behind there i feel like it was more about i'm gonna rip you apart i don't like to imagine it but i don't really have any reason to think that per se other than me just guessing i don't think they were playing a fun game i think it sucked and i don't like it yeah i don't know like um, either but like no she's bad she's, she's bad definitely girl. bad bad girl but i don't i don't want to think about that so we have a lot of people left to talk about, and we've been recording for a good while. So I think what we're going to do is just do an episode two. Does that sound good to you guys? Episode we'll later. two. Yes. And Friends. actually, pulling behind, the, pulling behind the curtain. What am I saying? Pulling back Talk- the curtain. Pulling back the curtain. Oh, my God. The wine. The wine talks. No. Um, Betsy came up with the good idea that next time we record, we can, we'll can try to do it live and have the chat. So um, we still have, like I said, we haven't talked about everyone, of course. But if there's some stuff that some points you have that you'd like us to talk about or questions you want us to talk about, um, tweet at us. Or we – I'll try to announce on Twitter like when we're going to do our live recording next. Um, but there's this, this season was just so strong. There's so many things to talk about. We can't contain it in a single episode. Yeah, oh our God. our love renewed. Uh, it is. It really later, is. It came back with like a serious, seriously, I was excitement and enthusiasm, and we are in love with the ladies of Game of or the women, absolutely, shall I say, of Game of Thrones right now. It's fun to talk about it again. I'm not like crazy I depressed. I, I, I know, but, <laughs> but I missed it. And I missed all of you, dear listeners. 
Yeah. yeah. It's good to be back, and we it's appreciate be you listening to us uh, semi-drunkenly ramble about <laughs> our favorite characters on television. So, uh, where where can we find the, the two of you on the internet if we want to hang out and talk about Game of Thrones or good 90s Instagram photos? Betsy Cohen at fanfiction. <laughs> Did you actually, <laughs> Betsy, have you ever written fanfiction? Tell me the truth. Of course not. No, why would I have time for that? I like, I like, you can't even like, write haikus anymore, let alone like. Um, I just joined Snapchat and I don't really know how to use it. Like I haven't figured out how to take a video. Is Snapchat yet. cool? I feel Should like I join loser. Snapchat? Is that where the, the cool people are? I feel I hear that. You know, I, I think if you is. think cool people are fifteen year old people, then fuck yeah. All right, I'm joining chat, I, chat, chat, chat. I joined it four years ago so that I could um, send sexy texts to <laughs> the then person I was dating, and I haven't used it since. Um, and most of the time we sent each other, like, non-sexy pictures of <laughs> random shit. Yeah. Uh, which was fun, but not sexy. And um, now I have no idea how to use it, and I'm, like, scrolling through things, like, clueless, what and I don't, this? literally don't know. Snapchat definitely makes me feel old. Um, I know all, I feel like I'm yeah. pretty down with the rest of the various um, social networks that people are on, but, man, I don't know. Snapchat confuses me a little bit. But I know uh, one Tim Lanning really enjoys using it, and all his uh, comedy friends like it a lot. So I feel like maybe sometimes I... Tim snaps me, and they're funny. <laughs> See, yeah, yeah. So like I literally don't. I'm the only one here who doesn't. I don't understand how to use it. I had it, back uh, but anyway, it. anyway, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Betsy Lady. I don't know what my Snapchat name is. I don't do that if we're not friends. <laughs> yeah. Not that you're not my friends. <laughs> do that for you know. friends. <laughs> Yeah, Instagram, Annie.nyc. That's probably the best place to find me on the internet. Uh, you can find me on, on Twitter at, uh, at Jennifer Cheek. All, just all, well, actually, not all the time. That's not true. I feel like I don't tweet that often, but I'm there. I'm creeping all the time. And I'll try to respond to you if you're nice to me. And if not, I'll block you <laughs> and mute your ass. Um, my Twitter's pretty boring because people I work with now follow oh, me. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a um, real um, real downer. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a real burden I carry. <laughs> So it's more like edu- it's more like education things than Game of Thrones things these days. Oh, cute! But they can send you questions and talk to you on there, and you could talk. Back yeah, to and I'm happy to talk about Game of Thrones because my views are my own, and I love Game That's of Thrones. Right. All right. Well, this has been Why Women Westeros Six Part One. Join us uh, sometime in the future that we haven't figured out yet for Part Two. We're back. <laughs> We're back. Why want a Westeros? Why want a Westeros? I don't know. Bye, friends. Bye.